1: Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, very complicated addict, and a recovering everything. And this is the Rock Bottom Podcast. This is where we discuss the white knuckle moments when we thought it was over and how we clawed our way back to sanity and light from the absolute pits of despair. Today, it's all about meds. It's important to flag again here. These opinions are all my own. Take what you want and leave the rest. It's up to you. This is purely my experience. Please know that depression doesn't always emerge from a chemical imbalance or serotonin deficiency. It can be triggered by life-changing events, grief, deep stress. But this is how I choose to look at my own depression. As a chemical imbalance. It's a good idea to see your doctor and ask the questions you want to ask and do what's best for you but my story goes like this. I started taking antidepressants in September 2013. It was the first term of my third year at drama school. The summer had been rough and it turned out being knee-deep in Chekhov was doing nothing for my mood, which only seemed to dip with every passing day. In August, I had gone on Two dates with a guy who, after knowing him for less than 24 hours, I had resolutely decided was the one. I very clearly remember planning what colour scarf I was going to knit and send to him for his birthday while he was away filming. Two dates. He texted me while I was in New York and called things off. I was distraught. I flew home and dripped tears into my plain Thai green chicken and watched Wreck It Ralph. Two dates an enormous red love addiction flag. It was when I got the text from the boy I thought was the one who definitely wasn't the one that things really spiraled for me. And it couldn't be about him. He was just a straw. He was just the thing that I could hang all my other things on. Because when you can't recover from the man who called things off after two dates, something much deeper has got to be at work. At age 21, I went to go see the doctor, and my mum came with me. The last time we had gone to the doctor together, same doctor, it had been when I was getting the HPV jab in my mid teens. We both started laughing when he said vagina, and I discovered you didn't have to be a virgin to get the vaccine. A sly lie, mum had insisted was an imperative. I get it now with 2020 hindsight. I hoped this visit would be less eventful. <laughs> I could barely get words out when I tried to tell him how I was feeling and sobbed when he suggested a blood test. The idea terrified me. The potential that we might discover something life-changing and or terminal. A diagnosis was synonymous with imminent death. I now have a very different mentality. Many will disagree with me, but I will always say never underestimate the power of a diagnosis. I came out the other side of that appointment with an understanding of depression and anxiety and a prescription for Ciprolex or Escitalopram for all you doctors out there. 10 milligrams of pure top quality serotonin. Now I was worried about this. A common fear surrounding antidepressants is that they're going to lull you into a false sense of serenity and bliss, like those mattress adverts where people float away on clouds. This is not true. For me, at least. Trust me, not for one second have I ever felt like I was floating on a cloud mattress. Pills don't make you feel like life is different. My GP explained it to me like this There is a serotonin tank in your brain. Your brain tank is nigh on empty. Take this tiny pill and you can refill your brain tank. Like taking vitamin D when you live in North London, because it's very important. And if you don't take it, you will feel like shit. This is how I now choose to approach antidepressants, like taking iron over my period, a minor inconvenience and purely functional. But at the time, I was perturbed. Like I said, I was at the start of my third year at drama school, the most intense and stressful of all the years at drama school, and knee-deep in Chekhov's Three Sisters, in which I was playing the 80-year-old nurse. (laughs) Yes, drama school can be a mad place. Now, this required some serious method acting, mainly me sitting around knitting while my peers rehearsed, and I was seriously anxious that these new pills, the tiny 10 milligrams of serotonin, would hinder my creativity. I would be blocked from entering the universe of an 80-year-old woman living in rural Russia in the early 20th century. My imagination and creative brain... Two of my closest and bravest companions would be wrapped in cotton wool and tucked away in storage, untouchable until further notice. Much like mum's ceramic-glazed vegetables that were tidied away when we first moved house. This, of course, was not the case. I, in my humble opinion, successfully entered the realm of the 80-year-old rural Russian nanny and did as good a job as I could, neither helped nor hindered by the 10 milligrams of serotonin. Everyone has a very different experience when it comes to antidepressants. Much like birth control in all its forms, you've got to find the right one for you. I'd advise not Googling side effects. You'll end up being on hyper alert, wondering if your desire for a 3 p.m. nap is a result of the increase to 150 milligrams from 100 of Cetraline. I am not ashamed of my need to take a couple of pills every day. Lots of people do it. The same way lots of people take calcium supplements for bone density. They help me. They keep me healthy. But here is where I will segue into another aspect of taking antidepressants. Be careful. Remember to take them. Do whatever you've got to do. Just don't be casual about it. I mean, if you forget to take one in the morning one day, it's not going to make a massive difference. It's not like in film and TV where someone goes crazy because they missed their pills that morning. It doesn't work like that. It's just be careful. Sometime around October 2021, I was told by a therapist, one I don't see anymore, to stop taking my pills. In fairness, she did say to do it carefully, but I wasn't given clear instructions, and I was a bit careless at the time anyway, and I essentially winged it. 100 milligrams one day, 50 the next, maybe nothing for a while after that. This is not a good idea. I was completely thrown out of whack huge anxiety, restlessness, disturbed sleeping, and by disturbed sleeping, I mean sleepwalking and falling down my fairly steep stairs, resulting in a fairly special concussion. This, of course, heaped on its own side effects just to make the whole experience even more exciting. The entire situation got so wild that I ended up going back to the pills and almost immediately felt more like myself. But I was still under-medicated and it's only since seeing an actual psychiatrist this year, 2022, have I got a dose and a prescription that actually seems to be working for me. But I've been waiting years. Finding help when it comes to mental health is incredibly difficult. Something that I'm sure is news to no one. Constant dismissal or threats of sectioning have played a huge part in my journey. A polarised response, all or nothing. You're either completely insane or choosing to be sad. Someone fairly close to me said recently, (laughs) if you smile a lot, you can trick your mind into being happy. (laughs) Okay, sure. I've had a lot of people in my near circle be very judgmental about my need to take pills. Someone somewhere has convinced you that there is something wrong with you. Therapists just want your money. I thought you were stronger than this. Everyone has BPD. It's called being a teenage girl. I cannot tell you how unhelpful this attitude is. If you're listening to this as someone who takes pills, don't listen to this kind of crap. You know yourself and what you need. If you're a person who knows someone who takes pills, please be careful with your language and sharing your opinions. Antidepressants may not be part of your life. Maybe you live in Australia and don't need to take regular vitamin D. You wouldn't judge the people north of the Arctic Circle who don't get sunlight between November and January who might really need to. Same difference, really. But I get it. If you haven't experienced the crippling lows or the flashbacks or the panic attacks, it's hard to relate to. You might not be able to understand the behaviour or the need for an extra few milligrams of support, but the snap-out-of-it attitude is pretty fucking discourteous. It's like telling someone who's really hot to just imagine being cold. It doesn't work. Air conditioning and fans exist for a reason. If we told everyone in Death Valley in the month of August to just imagine being cold, we'd probably have something like The Hills Have Eyes 3 on our hands. It may be an alien thing to some people, congratulations on all the serotonin if that's the case, and it may be boring or kind of irritating if someone close is struggling, and I do understand. If you haven't actually felt the pain, you can't force yourself to experience it, and so sympathy can be difficult. What you know is what you know, and what you don't know is what you don't know. It's simple as that. But it's not an opportunity to share opinions. Everyone's journey with their head's health is theirs and theirs alone. Don't ingest anyone else's judgment or stigmas. That's their own crap. As I keep saying, there are parts of all of us that are just a bit shit and it's totally up to you how you deal with them. I mean, if you have bad breath, have a tic-tac. Or don't, it's your choice. If you have depression, maybe consider medication. But whether it's PTSD or an ingrown nail, it's entirely up to you how you handle it. It's no one else's business, but it's also no one else's responsibility. No one can force that tic-tac down your throat. And if they do, that's really problematic and you should call a friend. But in conclusion, pills are fine. It's up to you. Vive la vie and do your thing. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, a new episode coming at you every Tuesday. Send your stories or get in touch at contact at whydoyouthink.com. I'll see you soon.